Hello and welcome to another episode of Need for Speech. My name is Tanay and as some of you might have known I am a full-time stock trader, investor, freelance filmmaker and a full-time opinionated Twitter person as well. Some of you might not know this about me but I am also an avid quizzer and it is through quizzing that I have met my guest for today. My guest for today is Omkar Yarguddi. So uh, hello Omkar and uh, welcome to the show. Please give us a brief introduction of yourself. So hi Tanay. My name is Omkar Yarguddi and uh, I work with an organization called Choose to Think and its sister brand Think to Win where I get to try a bunch of interesting things for work and uh, I also get to ask questions for a living. So that really covers it for what I do as for work. Now I bring this up because you are also one of those people who is pursuing non-traditional career paths just like me. Uh, you have an undergrad degree in electrical engineering from COAP of all places and you are also an avid quizzer and now your work has nothing to do with your degree in electrical engineering but more towards your hobby in quizzing and you have kind of successfully monetized asking questions for a living and you work with one of the brainiest people i know as well so can you just tell us about you know what was your journey like from uh, you know getting your degree to now working for uh, choose to think and think to win and and importantly what is your family's reaction like for you know making such a huge switch in the career for in your career path oh boy that's a goodie so when i graduated from electrical engineering from coap uh i knew one thing for sure and that it was that i did not want to work in an electrical engineering related field i've got nothing against electrical engineers fabulous lot they deal with a lot of interesting machinery and things like transmission and losses but uh, that is not for me uh, and i knew this for sure that i did not want to be working in an environment or working in a job where i was dealing with this on a daily basis the other option that i had right out of college was get placed in one of those software companies so the in joke at coap is that a lot of these software companies software giants like like cognizant and tcs they come down to coap for their campus recruitments every year and they end up taking people in the three digit figures so many a times we call them either tractors or trailers or trucks and that is not where i wanted to be either so it was an interesting choice for me at that point work in an electrical engineering related company or work in a software company which are both choices that i did not want to take and then there was this third option which everyone likes to talk about these days which is going abroad for a masters degree so like any good student like any good acha bachcha i started preparing for that thought you know what let let me uh, uh, invest two more years into education uh, go abroad get a masters degree in most likely computer sciences make a switch there and happily ever after from there uh, but the thing is when i actually got down to writing my statement of purpose it so happened that uh, i could not really think of what i could write i could not think of what i wanted to do as part of my masters degree and me being me i was not going to write just anything in the statement of purpose just because i wanted to get accepted into a university so so like uh, i think that was that uh, kind of inflection point for you where you just you know realized okay i can go down this path as well but like in my heart i know this is not the right path for me because like you can't lie to yourself when you are writing that sop right 
yeah absolutely so so the the way things happened where i wrote my gre i got i wrote my tofl i got a decent enough score in both of them and after that is when you actually start writing your sops and for whatever reason that i could not put a finger on at that point of time i just kept procrastinating on it and just one day before the application is to be complete uh, submitted in its complete form i sat down uh, to write my sop because that at that point if i i did not start writing it i was not going to have anything to turn into the universities and when i actually started writing things it was extremely hard for me to put down into words what i wanted to do as part of my masters and that is when it struck me that maybe this is not what i really want to do so what was like okay you decided the day before the deadline i do not want to do this and i'm guessing you must have told uh, your parents as well okay like no this is not for me so what was your family's reaction like when you just kind of decided no this is not the career path i do not want to do a job i do not want to go for masters i am i'm just going to take some time for myself to you know figure out kind of what i want to do in life so what happened was i called up my mom and said uh, mom i i don't want to apply for a masters i don't think this is the right path for me and she initially did not give me any reaction she said okay let me think about this and she cut the call there Five minutes later, I got a call from my uncle who lives in DC, saying, "Have you gone nuts? What's wrong with you? People would die to get a degree out of a good college like COEP and then come to the US for masters, and you are just squandering an opportunity." So, uh, so I think I'm guessing like a heavy guilt trip right there from you, know, because that's how family networks are. In five <laughs> minutes. your uncle in dc had the full information of what is going on in your life and he just decided to call you okay na mai isko bhi guilt trip dega tu idhar aa yeah that's absolutely what happened you know and then after that uh, after that conversation my my mom called me back and said you did you talk to him what did he say and at that point i just wanted to ask her you know what he said why bother asking me majha tondun ka hai kaise tula hai so it went on for quite a bit of time there was i i would like to call it a screaming match but let's be honest it, it wasn't a screaming match it was uh, just me trying to tell that this was not going to work out for me and uh, they should probably consider not pushing me down this path and i'm glad they did not because what what would have happened would have been a disaster at least from what i could gather from how i was writing my sop i'm pretty sure i would not have been accepted in any of the universities that i would have applied to so umkar how did you uh, come to know of uh, choose to think and think to win i know you were a part of the boat club quiz club at coep and the co-founders are also a part of that so you know did you just approach them i don't know the story like i've known you for almost 4 years at this point and i still actually don't know the story Ah, uh, all right. So all of this was happening in the year after I graduated. I had effectively taken a break for that year, and uh, put. I was planning for my masters. I was putting together my applications. I was preparing for the GRE and TOEFL and all of those exams. And in that one year that I was not working in, I was a regular at the boat club quiz club sessions, and that is where I happened to meet Ramanand and Harish. They they had recently started choose to think. and they were taking on some very interesting work they were making their presence felt in the uh, corporate circles in pune and i happened to know them as people who were quizzers first and then 
professionals later so my introduction to them really was veteran quizzers and these supremely intelligent people who i was just awestruck by and they also happened to be hiring at that point of time yeah you can say that they also happened to be hiring at that point of time so it was not like they made an offer i said yes and it was uh, all like walking away into the sunset later uh, what happened was at that point choose to think it just started one of its uh, or what would later go on to become one of its more regular pub quizzes in pune and the company was looking for people who could write interesting quiz questions to be asked to audiences in pubs uh, having seen me in action in one of the in a lot of these bcqc sessions uh, ramanand and harish were generally uh, asking me what i was planning to do in that year or later on after seeing that seeing as i had graduated and they said you know what if you want some work why don't you start by writing some questions for think to win and we'll see how it goes from there so i said okay let's give this a try uh, i was interested in quizzing i liked making questions i liked answering them and i started making questions and asking them to audiences in in pubs so that's how i started working with choose to think that was the starting point for me so from the start i was working on creating content for pub quizzes so for those of you who don't know uh, pub quizzing is basically you go to a pub you ask a bunch of questions and uh, for every person who gets the answer right you give away free beer uh, that is also what i do i also host pub quizzes for thing to win and it's an in, it's a really fun job you get to ask questions and you get to give away beer so umkar what was your uh, parents reaction to this like okay uh, umkar what do you do uh, well mom dad i go to pubs and i ask questions and i give away free beer so the, what was their reaction to it because my parents were definitely surprised when i told them that this is a thing and i can get paid for it so they were like a hey, what are you doing in the pub अशा ठिकाणी तू जातोस हे आम्हाला माहितीच नव्हतं अँड सेकंड वॉज व्हाय इज द पब गिव्हिंग अवे फ्री अल्कोहॉल डू दे नॉट हॅव डू दे हॅव सरप्लस अल्कोहॉल दॅट दे जस्ट वॉन्ट टू गेट रेड ऑफ लाईक वॉट इज द लॉजिक बिहाइंड ऑल ऑफ दिस अँड आय टू सिट दम डाऊन अँड एक्सप्लेन सेईंग यु नो दे वॉन्ट टू बिल्ड अ लॉयल कस्टमर बेस अँड थिंक ऑफ दिस ॲज अ कॉस्ट ऑफ अक्वायरिंग दॅट कस्टमर बेस अँड कीपिंग गिव्हिंग दॅम अ रिझन ऑर गिव्हिंग दॅम इन्सेंटिव्ह टू कीप कमिंग सो इट्स नॉट लाईक दे आर sponsoring their entire alcohol for the evening you end up giving out one or two pints and uh, in the time that they sit there during the pub quiz the guests ultimately end or end up ordering a lot more in terms of food and other beverages so it's essentially a win win for both the venue as well as for the guest because they get to participate in something which is not just another form of consumable entertainment this is more active participation and they get to like humble brag okay i have this i know the answer to this specific knowledge and i get rewarded in beer like what what else does anyone want at that point of time in in a pub absolutely so when you get to when you get a beer in exchange for remembering some odd tidbit like in which movie a particular actress put extra salt instead of sugar while making gajar ka halwa to impress salman khan's character uh, that release of endorphins is very interesting so yeah that's that's how pub quizzing came to be uh, i started with making questions then i transitioned into asking questions uh, in pubs 
and once that started i took to it uh, i took to it like a duck takes to water and i never looked back so i've been hosting pub quizzes ever since almost on a weekly basis and it's been it's been good fun so uh, now that you have you know settled into your new career and it's not so uncertain anymore you've been at uh, choose to think for uh, like what four years now so so what is what do your parents think now that you know okay my son is doing his own thing and uh, he's finally kind of settled down they don't have that anxiety of oh, okay what do we do with this kid anymore <laughs> okay so first things first that anxiety is not going anywhere until they get me married and until they see me having a kid of my own and then they just just indian parents yeah that's just indian parent expectations but now that they've seen me working in working as part of uh, choose to think and think to win for four years they seem they seem to be not as worried as they were earlier they see that what i'm doing creates a lot of value for somebody creates a lot of value for a number of clients for a number of venues for the organization and as a result i can be paid for it so i think they are not as worried about me as they were earlier so omkar you recently went on a trip to italy and uh, whereas us normal people what we would just click pictures and you know write long captions just you know telling the history of the leaning tower of pisa and like can canals of venice and what not but uh, you being a quizzer you obviously made a really short quiz set on uh, your trip in italy and uh, just random facts and trivia on it and uh, i i feel it was a very great way of experiencing italy through you uh, just getting an just one answer right out of what however long it was just felt really great because i learned something new and uh, it was a very engaging activity whereas just seeing pictures of you know people's trips on instagram it's it's just consumption and just you read the passage and then you feel sad oh this person was there i couldn't be there whereas doing a quiz set on it is it's a really fun and engaging format and i was actually happy at the end of it to you know having learned so much so you know sticking to the theme that we are discussing today quizzing is a very non traditional form of learning wherein you have to research about topics and then make questions on them so uh, you just know a lot of stuff simply because you have to research on a lot of stuff so so what are your thoughts on uh, you know quizzing as an alternative form of learning compared to uh, any traditional classroom based learning and uh, uh, how how where do you think this could go this kind of learning could go further so like you rightly said it is a non traditional way of learning about new things and personally i really enjoy participating in a quiz in a well made quiz as far as i think a good quiz question gives you some information to work with it piques your curiosity and it asks you something which is not immediately available to you so it makes you think it creates a curiosity gap there is that gap between what you know what you've been given and what you've been asked and it is this curiosity gap which propels you to think in a few different ways try to put together some clues try to put together two and two and arrive at some some answer so when that two and two gets put together everything falls into place everything clicks and you have that aha moment inside your brain it's like that light bulb which illuminates everything and that darkness is just gone so what happens here is very interesting instead of being told a certain bit of information you stumble across it and that curiosity gap coupled with stumbling across that form of information or that bit of information 
makes it much much more stickier than if i were to tell you that same bit of information verbally or through a slide or through some other medium it is like me telling you that the good luck chowk on ferguson road is called the gopal krishna gokhale chowk and the good luck chowk is not the official name of the chowk and as if you have to remember this as if your life depended on it like i should be able to wake you up at any random point in the night in your sleep and you should be able to parrot this fact back to me now the way human brain processes information processes memories processes things it is very likely that after a few days even after a few hours you will start forgetting these things unless you are reminded of it by something which uh, which brings me to a very interesting tangent called space repetition we will not go into that at this moment yeah this is becoming very like you know gyani already <laughs> like it's really good if you just keep it like very brief and short right so if it if it were present presented to you with that premise in mind tere ko ye cheez yaad rakhne ka hai main jab bhi tere ko puchega you should be able to tell this back to me it is very likely that you'll forget it the next day but if i were to frame it in such a way that you stumble across this information your curiosity is peaked and as a result you you emerge at an aha moment or you emerge at a light bulb moment it is likely that you remember this bit of information remember this fact for a much longer period of time because the brain here has a, a better opportunity to link it to more hooks in in your memory in whatever you have stored inside it so so this is like basically uh, like i could have just gone on to the wikipedia page of uh, leaning tower of pisa and read everything whereas in a quiz it's more engaging it's more fun to interact and uh, you know as you rightly said when you just get that link between the question and the answer uh, there's a dopamine hit that your brain like generates and Uh, that is what makes the information stick which is why i feel that quizzing is an amazing format to you know just learn about stuff yeah absolutely so uh, even if at the end of the day you don't remember every question that you answered there will be a few good ones which stick with you for a long time and then there are these opportunities where you get to recall them you get to go back to that moment and you get to impress your friend saying hey you know what i'll ask you a question and maybe you can tell me its answer so you get to be the smart person in the room and whereas like other people do drugs or drink alcohol for their own dopamine hits <laughs> this is a great way of having your dopamine hits as well as learning something in the process and being the smartest person in the room i'll say it's the most legal way of stimulation out there right now so omkar uh, you must come across a lot of new information and you must learn a lot of things at your job and uh, is there something that you know you learned uh, at your job and you know you could see it in action in your real life oh so funny that you should mention that because this is again related to something that happened in my trip to italy i took it with a friend of mine who was and i'm very happy to say was a regular smoker before we went on the trip now one of these things that i learned while uh, preparing for a session on a book called the power of habit by charles duhigg is that it is relatively much easier to break a habit when you are on vacation this is not something i had planned for uh, when i actually decided to take the trip with my friend we were in italy and it's a country where smoking is very very common you can see people smoking in public spaces in, in all the piazzas in the bylanes of the city even on train station platforms that's how common it is and in comes my friend who is a regular smoker but for him the usual cue of other co-workers or other people around him smoking was not 
evidently present there there was nobody saying are chalna ek chai sutta mar ke aate hain so because of that because of that loop itself not getting triggered in the first place i saw him smoke for the first 2 3 days of the trip and after that he just stopped out of the blue so i had bet uh, bet him in the beginning of the trip saying you know what i'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to stop smoking uh, after a certain number of days in this trip uh, i'm i'm not sure if that bet had anything to do with it but just because that cue was not present i think that made it much easier for him to break that loop break that habit there so this is one of those more interesting more tangible effects of what i've seen happen at work what i've learned about at work and seeing it happen in real life was a very interesting insight into human behavior for me a similar thing happened with me when i took another trip with my family a year back we were on a road trip to my aunt's place in belgaum and back in, uh, back then i was a fairly frequent user of facebook i used to be logged in constantly oh social media addiction is real man yeah <laughs> i am addicted to twitter that's fine <laughs> so uh yeah so i was in a place where i used to be logged in constantly and i used to be scrolling through my feed every now and then and despite having like a thousand friends on facebook at one point facebook said you need more friends to sh- for us to be able to show you newer content so uh i went on that trip and i did not get a chance to log into my account and by the time i came back i realized i didn't even miss it so it was that easy for me to quit cold turkey after that i think i've logged into my facebook account only five times maybe till this uh, till this point uh, mostly because i periodically keep a check on whose birthdays i have missed and then send them belated birthday wishes but uh, but yeah so these are two instances from personal experience that i can tell where it has been easy for someone to kick a habit when they were on vacation and this is something i learned about at work so omkar what is something that you are currently learning in the non traditional way as in you know not taking a college course for it or not even taking an online course but just something that you are learning or you want to learn but delivered in a very different kind of way i am uh, still continuing learning italian which i picked up before going on the trip via an app called duolingo and it is one of the most interesting ways of learning a language that i've found because it gives you something you already know that is a sentence in english and then gets you to try and reverse engineer that sentence on what it would be like in the language that you are trying to learn because of all that additional context i think it becomes easier for you to remember the language to remember how those sentences are formed and things like that and i also feel that this is more in keeping with how someone would learn a language just by being immersed in the environment in which it is being spoken so it's a very like conversational way of you know learning something as opposed to reading up from a book and then translating it and then like understanding the grammar whereas i think here you're just hearing sentences and just using your own logic to as you said as you rightly said this reverse engineer what it would mean in english or, or the other language and uh, i i find that very interesting because it it kind of gives you something and it tells it gives you something and you are left to figure it out on your own and you are not really force fed information as opposed to like what a traditional uh, language class would be uh, you are left on your own to learn and i think that's a very good point that you bring up here for duolingo exactly so again it is that bit about stumbling across something that you find interesting or stumbling across something uh without realizing that you are learning so what's happening here is while you are learning something you are not consciously aware that you are learning 
at that moment your focus is on trying to solve that one small puzzle and it is through solving these numerous puzzles and uh, what what duolingo does really well is gamification it is through these gamification models through trying to solve these small puzzles a side effect of what you are effectively doing is learning a new language and i find that to be a very interesting way of learning a language as opposed to like you rightly said going to a language class or taking a language class at a university or or a college or even an online course for that matter so yeah that's something non traditional i'm do- learning about currently so that's all the time we have for today and uh, thanks omkar for agreeing to come on the show and uh, i got to learn a lot of things today and uh, Yeah, thanks for coming. Hey, it's the pleasure's been mine. Thank you so much for having me over. It was fun talking to you.